Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. So, Eagle Nation, welcome to a special edition of Gotta Talk. As always, I'm your host, Matt. Uh, but uh, Cody won't be joining me today, but I do have two special guests uh, from the Black and Gold podcast. It's a, uh, a podcast dedicated to all things Appalachian State sports. I'm obviously huge uh, football matchup coming here on Thursday, nationally televised game as a ranked opponent comes into Paulson Stadium for the first time. Um, and uh, so I welcome in AJ and Big C from the Black and Gold podcast. How, how's it going, guys? Thanks, Matt. Hey, Matt. Doing great. Hope you are today. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on. So let's get started with uh, you know just tell me a little bit about what you know how how the season's been going for you guys. Obviously, you know I listened to a little bit of uh, your recap uh, with with Louisiana. We'll get kind of into that game in a second, but um, you know obviously the Penn State game, um, you know nearly knocked them off there in overtime, and then just kind of annihilated everyone else you played. Um, you know up until this uh, Louisiana game. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, with, uh, with, you know, huge rival and, and Georgia Southern coming up, uh, just, just kind of give me your, your over, overall thoughts on the, on the season so far for App State and, uh, and being ranked for the first time, uh, you know, coming out Sunday with AP poll, uh, ranking you guys, uh, number 25. Big C, go ahead. Take away, AJ. No. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Look how okay, we are. <laughs> I know. Look, look, we're opening the door for each other, like little old ladies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no. So. So I, you know, I wish that I wish that we had uh, the ability to share. We do have the ability. We're just not going to uh, to share some of the text messages we shared in August before we, well, probably even July, before fall camp really started, and you know, we we got to go up and see some practices and some scrimmages um, and whatnot. But before even all that was happening, uh, Big C texted me, said this team is going to be great, and Zach Thomas is going to be even greater. And uh, he said that. I mean, it's on the record. You, you can, you know, the government national security agency can tap my phones and find it. Uh, and it, what, what's crazy is that was our, our biggest unknown. And here we sit today. Zach Thomas has struggled in the last couple of games. Yeah. But um, his ability, his, uh, his ceiling, I guess you could say, is so great that um, I, I really, you know, Big C had a great, you know, we call him the world's most famous F State fan because he is. And we, uh, uh, well, maybe besides, you know, like Luke Combs or like a celebrity or whatever. But um, anyway, no, it's, but it's, it's been wild to see um, kind of the best case scenario uh, mm-hmm. play out because we weren't worried about our defense. You know, I don't, you know, Big C coined the term, you know, we're really not, a, we don't have to reload, just restock. I mean, it, it, I mean we're fine on that end. Um, it, it's actually over the past several years when a linebacker goes down, uh, like a, several years ago, we had one of our star linebackers, John Law, go down. Well, Anthony Flory uh, steps up in those in those places and does really, really well. And he turned out to be probably even a better player. Um, and I might be getting the timeline wrong on who replaced John Law in the first Camellia Bowl. But regardless, um, to answer your question directly, man, I mean, it's, it's expectations were kind of tempered on my end. I I did think we had a ton of uh, weapons on uh, uh, the skill the skill position was worried about replacing two offensive linemen that were NFL quality guys. Uh, didn't know anything about Zach Thomas, but dude, it is, we've been riding high and yeah, we've, you know, offense wasn't as great as we would have loved it to be on, on Saturday, but it's just a bunch of optimism. I, I don't know what, I think he's got a different take than me for sure, but 
it's been really it's been very positive to have the best case scenario in many ways play out. You know, it's it's fun to me, Matt. Um, as as young as this team is, um, it, it it didn't surprise me. Uh, you know, year to year out, we had these expectations that we want to improve and get better. Um, I, I, when people left that Penn State game, um, like, there's a lot of bone faces. They're like, man, we should have had them. And they're like, was that all we got? Was that our ceiling? And I'm like, we, we got a young team. Like, we're just getting started. We're scratching the surface here. And then we go throughout the entire month of September outside of losing a game to Southern Miss. Everything was kind of on schedule. We played on Saturdays. And it was about, a, you know, a perfect situation for a team like that to really find out who they are and find out where the ceiling is. I, I know Zach Thompson's had some great games. Like, against UNC Charlotte, he, didn't, he had zero incompletions and three touchdowns and 295 yards and almost perfect, you know, across the board. But I don't even think that was his ceiling, so to speak. I think he could be better. Now, if, if we want to talk about um, the last couple of weeks, once you start in this midweek mess, and, and y'all are familiar with it, yep. it just throws your timing off. Texas State did the same thing to y'all. I watched yep. every snap of that game except for when, it, when I went and got a pizza. Right. Um, and, and y'all weren't the same. No, we sure uh, weren't. Y'all weren't the same as what you, what you were. So I think a lot of what we've had in the last couple of weeks is, you know, nine days off a Tuesday, 10 to 11 days off, and you play on another Saturday, you come home. Um, you know, it, not a lot was said about, the weather, the weather wasn't awful, but it was like windy up here. Yep. And you know, like how the wind and boom makes everything seem a little bit colder than it actually is. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, the ball might not have been as easy to grip and things of that nature. But the thing that's traveled with us from week one to now is the defense being nasty. Yep. That hasn't changed. And so I think that's what we'll, we'll be able to, you know, ride for the remainder of the season. I don't expect that to dip at any point outside of a, an injury or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, I mean, with, with Zach Thomas, that, that was uh, something that Cody and I talked about in our, um, our Sunbelt preview, and then we did a, a season preview before that. And, uh, you know, obviously we had you guys, and then most people, you know, had you guys in, in that top three of the Sunbelt. Um, but, you know, we, we were kind of thinking that maybe you fall, you know, number two or number three almost solely because of losing Taylor Lamb. And then here comes, yeah. you know, it, it's that <laughs> Zach Thomas, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> so yeah. so and yeah. I, I watched that Penn State game, and I'm like, they they might have gotten better at the quarterback position. So it's, it's, we, it's, it was we and we definitely um, got more athletic at that position. Yeah, uh, pe- people right. will yeah. forget about that. Is that uh, and and we've talked to Taylor Lane quite a bit. He'll admit himself that um, he's he's quite a game manager. Um, you know, he he maximized what he could do. But if you're going to have, like, some type of combine test, Zach Thomas is going to win just about everything, Yeah, you know, and, every and, category yeah. of that. Yeah, no, for sure he would. And actually, you know, I, I think that um, Zach actually missed several assignments on, on Saturday. Uh, I don't think he played as heady of a game as he's capable of playing. Uh, I don't know whether that's um, the pressure he's putting on himself to do a great job, but there were some questionable throws he had. Uh, did, he did throw a pick, but um, I, I do think that Zach is benefiting from having so much firepower on this offense across the board. Uh, credit to the offensive line for, you know, really playing well, too. I mean, you know, Zach Thomas is getting a lot of a – he's getting a, a huge push because he's replacing a legend like Taylor Lamb. But there were some legends on offensive line, so that, that's, been, that's been helping him out a lot, too. But, you know, I just don't think that that was even I, – I, I don't think that was all Louisiana uh, – 
preventing Zach from going out, you know, and, and doing what he's capable of. I think he's got room to grow mentally in, in that game where Taylor it was just great at that. That was his strong suit. He was a smart football player. He had yeah, a moment. Well, yeah, you know, he had a son of a coach yeah. who, who we know very, very well. Um, you know, former right, sure. yeah. Of course, no, of course, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I just, um, yeah, I, I think he's he. It's going to be very interesting for me on on Thursday to see how he bounces back. Um, and I, you know, I don't think he played poorly. I just think at this point, and Big C and I talk about this all the time. When you're having a season like we are, like we we won by ten points mm-hmm. on Saturday to what was a really athletic Louisiana team, and everyone's like burying us, saying, "Oh, you know," when I say everyone, I mean. We've had our own little um, our fan base, you know, right. especially the listeners of the Live Go Podcast saying, oh, boy, we better not play like that again. Truth is, our defense played great. Uh, you know, we scored 27 points. So, um, it, at this point, we're playing so well. We hope that continues, obviously, you know, knock on wood. But, uh, you know, it's, it's at this point, it feels like we're splitting hairs a little bit. I mean, because, yeah, Zach didn't play that well on Saturday. But we won by 10 points, and really it was a late touchdown, you know, really late in the game that even made it 10 points. So, um, no, it, it's been – no, watching Zach replace Taylor, to your point about, you know, we've gotten better. The capabilities have gotten there. We, we've been able to do things on offense that we haven't been able to do in maybe six or seven years, which is really crazy to think about. Yeah, it's yeah absolutely. Maybe, and maybe even ever, really. Um, our, our, our skill positions at wide receiver, um, there's no doubt that maybe the best talented group we've ever had, and they're like all sure. sophomores. Which is which is fantastic for us. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah and, that, and that's the thing I noticed. I mean, uh, you know, we we were like, well, you know, is Thomas maybe he was like a red shirt and he's a junior? Now he's a sophomore. Like, <laughs> here we go. You know, we got to deal with him for a few years now. It seemed like Taylor Lamb yeah. was there for 14 years, so um, yeah. <laughs> at, at least from from a Georgia Southern perspective. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, he he was 10 of 20, 106. Um, you know, had the pick like you said, did throw a touchdown and rush for uh, 43 yards, but. Um, you know, probably statistically probably one of his worst games, I guess, of the year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, talk about, um, you know, going kind of off of that theme uh, of guys kind of stepping in when, when, uh, when your stars leave or, or go out, let's talk about Jalen Moore. Um, you know, everybody uh, and that's uh, listening to this in, in Eagle Nation probably knows that, you know, he's their, uh, y'all star running back, uh, you know, go, you know, behalf of, all of Eagle Nation, obviously, you, you as, as much as, you know, we, we hate you guys as a team and a program, you never want to see that, you know, happen to a kid. So so, so we wish nothing but the best for him, uh, you know, in his future to to um, get healed up. And, you know, I think he's a NFL talent. I think, I'm sure you guys probably agree with that. Um, and, uh, you know, so hopefully, you know, we, we wish him a speedy recovery. But he goes out and we're thinking, okay, you know, and around the same time, uh, Troy's uh, QB1 goes out. You know, and we're like, all right, you know, here's here's the path open for the Eagles to kind of make their way in in the East Division. And dang if uh, is it, is it Darrington? Darrington Evans? Darrington. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. and he he stepped in. He has 183 yards on 26 carries for a touchdown against Louisiana. And I was that was that just a breakout game for him, or, or is this no. kid, kid that special? No, it's, he he was no. he was rushing stuff in my opinion. Um, he had yeah. a, a lot of uh, about. Five carries, five of that 183, uh, excuse me, five carries of his 26 went for 130 of the 183 yards. Mm-hmm. So here's a guy who had only one carry the entire game that went for uh, zero or less yards. And then when he yeah. had that, he had a negative three, hit off, he banged off at 11 and 14. Um, he's not Jalen Moore. He's not built like Jalen Moore. He's a different kind of back. He's, he's kind of 
He's a little bit smaller and doesn't carry the bulk. And he didn't need to go and run you over because he has the speed to absolutely make you look silly in the midfield. Yeah. Um, he, he's more of a bouncer, a little bit of a jitterbug, I guess you would say. And it, it's going to be it's going to take some time for everyone to get used to, to watching him run his style. Yeah. Um, but I think he could have used a little bit more patience. Like that, I think that 183 yard day could have could have been bigger, honestly. Um, yeah. And this is I don't see this as a breakout. I see this as probably like more close to the norm. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. About about Garrington, um, we're we're starting to uh, call him the circle button because he has this great he has this great ability to to spin at the exact moment that you need him to break a tackle or to elude uh, a tackler. And you know, this is the thing though with Darrington. He's the guy that since they recruited him and he signed with App State, his letter of intent, they all said, "We really don't know where he's going to play. He's just that good that we really can't decide where he's going to be." And that, that usually goes one or two ways. One, the kid's not really good enough at either position, or he's so good at both positions that you know it, it becomes a conundrum. So he was actually playing a little a slot receiver for us, and he he did take some reps at running back, but he's just that talented and that fast. There are very few guys on the team as fast as him. Uh, but you're right, Big T's right. I mean, he's not Jalen Moore, but you know the the temperature of the fan base and the feeling, I think, even on the team, was that yes, Jalen Moore from a leadership perspective, very hard to replace. He'll still be around, but uh, still very hard to replace. Talent-wise, of course, he's the most talented running back we have. But that drop-off of talent um, four or five years ago would have been devastating. Like we probably could have recovered, but we have some serious athleticism between Darrington Adams, Marcus Williams Jr. We had a kid named DeAndre Hicks who's just really, really fast, who's uh, actually converted cornerback. He's taken some great reps. And we actually – here's some inside baseball for for your listeners. We got a guy on the team named Cameron Peoples who is – big C, correct me if I'm wrong here, but six foot two, about 210 pounds. He's a running back. We watched him in fall camp. This kid is unreal. Now, we're trying to keep a red shirt on this kid, but uh, he is – freaky and uh so at running back i really like god we want Jalen moore to go in the nfl we wish we had him back we're not saying oh Jalen moore yeah we could do with or without him that's not what we're saying at all what we're saying is we're very fortunate to have the athletes and the speed at running backs so that we don't think you know and this is paired with skill position players wide outs you know we got some tight ends that can catch the ball really really well um we, we just think that we're we're still set up pretty well even without what is the best player on the team in many respects Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah, I mean, and, and that's something that um, I think Georgia Southern fans can relate to because, you know, we had our, our running back number one, uh, Wesley Fields, um, you know, who's been having a pretty good year, uh, you know, so far. He was uh, out of that New Mexico State game. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of depth at that position, you know, always have. Uh, but it's, you know, it's kind of good to see those guys step in. And we had, uh, you know, Logan Wright step in with 136 yards on 17 carries and two touchdowns, kind of his breakout game. Um, first time he uh, got a touchdown, got two of them. And then uh, obviously Wesley Kenny is kind of our big playmaker, but he's, he's kind of more of a, a slot receiver. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think our fans can kind of relate to that because uh, Logan Wright, they saw a very different type of runner um, than with, with Wesley Fields, where uh, Logan Wright is kind of the reverse of the old situation. He'll run just straight through you. Um, I mean, he's, he's a power runner um, where, you know, Fields runs better in space, uh, you know, outside of the tackles and, and is a really good pass catching back as well. So, um, yeah, definitely some similarities there. Um, let's let's talk about defense for a minute. Um, you know, obviously we got, uh, you know, uh, George Southern took 
uh, your one of your defensive coordinators away from you. You lost both of them last year. Um, you know, we got Scott Sloan uh, with other guy going to Georgia Tech. Um, and you guys hired from within. Uh, so, you know, probably very similar, obviously, 3-4 defense, um, but very similar scheme all, all around. Uh, you know, so it's going to be a lot of, um, you know, f- familiar looks probably there uh, that, uh, you know, both of our offenses might might try to play off of. So just kind of talk about that. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about that is everyone, uh, you know, if you're looking in the message board world and everybody talks about, uh, at least on the Georgia Southern fan side, of let's call your coordinator. We know everything you're going to do. We know all your looks. And all I can think about that is, hey, we also know what that guy does. We know the Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I told Cody. I'm like, look, like you can say that as much as you want. It's, it's a mirror, you know, it's a mirror image. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you know yeah, both sides. Yeah. He's, been our, he's been in our coaches' rooms, in our coaches' meetings' rooms for the past, seven or eight years, however long it was. So mm-hmm. uh, you could, I think you probably see a little bit of a chess match, but uh, you're still talking about two guys in Sloan and Brian Brown who are um, at the FBS level, first-year coordinators. Yep. So uh, yeah. where you can say that um, one might be filling it out a little bit more than others, taking a more uh, a slower approach to it, or, or you can say another might be um, just grabbing the bull by the horns and just being aggressive. I'm not placing that label on either one of them. It could just be what, what we're seeing. And we may see a whole lot of different things on Thursday night. But that's that's going to be the interesting matchup to me is, is don't forget that um, we know everything about Scott Sloan. You know, um, that's, sure. that's, that's I think that's a big deal. Um, and and it, the funny thing is it, it's really hilarious to me that we lost two of our top defensive assistants and we got better. On that yep. side of the ball, oh, yeah. um, and, yeah. and, and you know, yeah, obviously we let Penn State score some points, but um, they've, they've done that to a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah. um, so when you've got the offense to counter that, it kind of works out. Sure. But otherwise, I mean, here we are this past weekend, kicked off. We gave up a late touchdown that made it closer than it should have been. Take that away, and that's five straight weeks, ten or less points, and it's not bad. And I'll take yeah, that every I, week. Yeah, I I tell you, uh, we love. Coach Sloan and actually Stephanie Sloan, his wife, um, listened to the Black Girl podcast and she was a huge supporter of BGP. Yeah, and, uh, yeah actually, she's, she's, I, been, she's I, been retweeting a lot of our stuff and stuff as well. So, I mean, she's, uh, yeah, know, that's great yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and she'll, she'll be listening to this too because I was actually I was texting her about it and telling her that I was going over in enemy territory and <laughs> saying something. And, and, and uh, Charles and I are both going to the game on Thursday and I'll, I'll definitely be seeing Stephanie down there. but uh, we have an enormous amount of respect for the Sloan family. We really hate that they left. We don't begrudge that that Coach Sloan left at all. That was an opportunity he had to take. Just the time sure. didn't work out for him to, to stay in that. But, um, yeah, I do kind of find it I, – I do think, though, to put a little devil's advocate, um, I do think that the advantage is Sloan because while, yes, we have been in coaches' rooms with him and knows, knows – we do know how he thinks. He at least has a deeper knowledge of our current roster than we have of in the offense. Roster. In the offense, yep, yeah. yep, yep, playbook and everything. Right, right. But at the same time, what I will say is that I would be like, listen, our defense has been so good <laughs> for so many years, and we have guys on the team. I mean, it's, it's amazing that guys will step up year. After, okay, so just one good example: Ronald Blair. Okay, Ronald Blair is one of the greatest defensive players we have ever had at App State, ever, defensive end. He dominated Georgia Southern 2015 when you guys came up to Boone. Uh, he, he actually, in many ways, dominated Clemson when we played him in 2015. Mm-hmm. No one that year could stop Ronald Blair. Nobody. 
And he left, went to the NFL with another guy that actually now has started the NFL, Doug Middleton, who was a safety for us for a long time. And it's hard to not mention both of them in the same sentence when you talk about it. But they graduated 2015. In 2016, our defense actually arguably got better. Definitely definitely did get worse. 2017, our defense got better. And now this year they're better. And and really, I think it's a combination of, um, the players year in, year out, recruits coming in, they're buying into the system. Yeah. And just to be very, very honest, our athletes are better. They're just getting better every year. Sure. We have guys on that on that side of the ball that are just heavy hitters. Clifton Duck and, and Tay Hayes. I mean, Tay Hayes, I think, is a senior now. But uh, yeah. I mean, he is uh, – these are – our corner – let's put it this way. This is the best way to describe our defense. Our cornerbacks can tackle. So, I mean, that's just their, their whole – the whole team is fast, and our, even our cornerbacks tackle. So, I mean – yeah, Scott Cullen can know everything he wants, but it doesn't change the fact that we are fast and strong on defense, and I feel very good about playing um, playing this team on Thursday. I really do. You know, yeah. That's uh, a funny thing. Uh, okay. Real quick, and yeah. just a quick mention, Matt, I hate to interrupt you, but no, you're good. Uh, just, you know, obviously, uh, AJ, I think you're right, probably a slight advantage to, to, to Scott Sloan knowing our offense and seeing our plays. Right. Yeah. But don't you know that Scott Satterfield knows that? Oh, like, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, oh, there will, yeah, there will definitely be different looks and 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 things that like he he's not going to be anticipating for sure. I mean, and then yeah. uh, you know, I think I think you're going to see that on both sides. I mean, we're we're certainly. I mean, we've definitely been saving. I mean, a lot of our fans think that the last two weeks, you know, especially that Texas State game, uh, we were running like like three plays <laughs> in, in in that game. Yeah, you know? and we came in with just a very very basic playbook on a short week on the road. Uh, you know, just second road road trip of the season and a long road trip of that. So, um, and uh, and yeah, all all kind of in preparation for you guys. And you know, I, I do think there's some truth there. Um, you know, just to uh, to save some some stuff offensively and and, and things like that of uh, just so you guys won't be prepared. But I, I could tell when y'all played South Alabama that y'all were easy. there's just no way y'all were using the whole book. I mean, there's, no. um, you, you, I mean, and that defense is. It's, it's one that just falls like a chair really easily, not to use a, a pun for Georgia Southern right. uh, Chad Lunsford there, yeah. but. <laughs> I care, I get it. No, I like it. I like it. It's a good one. Um, so but, yeah, so, I mean, with, uh, you know, let's see. So, we, we talked about defense, um, you know, offensively, uh, you know, uh, AJ was uh, before we got on the call um, was kind of telling me Big C that you try to you know watch all the Sun Belt games that you can. Um, so I mean, how much have you seen of this Georgia Southern team, this Georgia Southern offense? Um, you know, and and what's kind of your thoughts on? I, I watched uh, uh, predominantly all South Alabama, all of uh, Texas State. Um, I didn't see any. I, I saw a little bit of Clemson. That was an off weekend for us. Um, I think it was the hurricane weekend, so that yep. was just a big day where I was I was you know surfing the channels for the best game that was on, and um, you know hey, Clemson's pretty good, you know, yeah. um, and 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 when and the options, I, I'll, I'll admit I kind of like it. I kind of like option football. I always played it when you know college, NCAA college football was a, you know, a video game back in college. You know, right. I love playing yep. with option teams because it's fun to watch when it works, but when it's not, it's very ugly. I mean, yep. you probably admit to that. Um, yeah, I will. So, um, I, you know, there's uh, th- those two games. I, I didn't see Clemson. I didn't see at UMass, or I think I maybe watched a quarter of South Carolina State. But to me, what I feel like it hasn't happened a lot is when you use your slot backs in motion and you never go triple option off of those out of the backfield. I haven't seen a lot of that. And, and, I, and I know some of these announcers have said that, um, you know, if you got, you got Shea Wirtz, who is 
Um, obviously, you're leaving Rusher on the team. But they, the coaches kind of want to see him do a little bit less and pitch the ball more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And it seems like the last couple of weeks that that's actually happened. It has, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've we've talked kind of, uh, you know, agnostic about that. Like, Shy has come. Uh, he was he was just an instinct quarterback last year. I mean, I, I mean, you know, he was basically a running back lining up at, at quarterback, which is which is common with option football. But he has really, you know, uh, you know, honed in now. Uh, you know, in his sophomore year, um, and I, I think he's going to be really special for us um, with yeah making those reads, those pitches. He's uh, better, you know, actually one of the most efficient uh, quarterbacks in the nation uh, when we do decide to throw the football. You know, he was four, four for four for 77 uh, against um, New Mexico State. So, you know, he's extremely efficient uh, when we do decide to throw, but even all those reads and stuff where he he would have just kind of taken it in, not even fake the pitch or anything like that before, um, he's, he's, he's making those reads now and, and doing that. So, you know, as, as far as the triple option, that's the thing is like obviously – George Sutton and triple option go hand in hand. All the announcers they'll they'll eat it up. But as as I'm sure you guys know, you know well informed about football, like it, triple option. You know we run out of the shotgun or the pistol, um, different looks and stuff. But we it's not it's not a triple option not, all the time. <laughs> so not so, I mean, we, we yeah, actually yeah. run very few triple option plays, or we have run very few triple option right. plays so far. Maybe that opens up, you know, in the second half of the season, maybe against y'all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like, uh, even, even the, the runs from the outside without pitch, uh, we, we don't always take the die, you know, so we, we haven't run too many kind of base triple option plays this year. Um, you know, obviously a lot of, uh, zone read and, and, and things like that. A lot of things that we did under Willie Fritz, uh, when he was here, uh, in our, our first years in the Sun Belt. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, that's, that, that's something that I always hear of, oh, we're playing an option team, we're playing and it's like, well, we're we're a we're a run heavy team um, that that uses some options, you know. And uh, but but yeah, so I mean, uh, so that that definitely will be interesting. Um, I guess now, guys, uh, just kind of tell me a little bit, I guess, about we didn't we didn't get too much into the ranking. So you know that that was something that uh, Cody and I recorded uh, before that poll came out. Actually, and was kind of kicking ourselves not for including that. But we 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 said in 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 the preview that likely you guys are going to be ranked and then you know it's going to uh, now be the first ranked opponent that's ever come into Paulson Stadium right so um first off my question is just tell me how it feels to be ranked you know and and uh you know did you guys truly feel like you should be ranked sooner did you think it came at the right time and then the second part of the question is um you know coming into this game do you, do you think it benefits you guys being a ranked team or do you I, I think I actually saw this uh question posed on Twitter to you guys um, do you think it almost hurts you? You know, does it give, I don't think we need any more motivation, but I mean, it definitely gives Georgia Southern even more motivation to knock you guys off. Um, obviously, you know, we've, we've lost you guys, uh, the last three years. Uh, you know, we, we know this, you know, and since being in FBS, uh, you guys have dominated, took, uh, you know, three of the four, um, you know, we obviously won that, that, that first one in our, uh, undefeated Sunbelt season, but, um, you know, with, uh, with the last three, you know, it, it's been rough. So, I mean, we, I don't think we need more motivation, um, but that, that ranking certainly, uh, you know, knocking off a ranked opponent at Paulson Stadium certainly is, uh, you know, adds fuel to the fire. So what do you think that does to kind of the dynamic of this game? Well, just first, first of all, first of all, I got to say, you stole my thunder. I was looking so forward to saying that it's going to be an honor and privilege to be the first ranked team to ever play right. in Paulson Stadium. Right. So thanks for stealing my thunder. Yeah. Now that, that, I, that is, that is, that's too bad. My, my heart's a little sad, but no, just, and I'll just to be serious. 
for a second. Um, it feels euphoric to be ranked, and not because – and we see some smart mouth P5, you know, football fans out there saying, could you imagine being this excited about being ranked 25th in the country? But, you know, listen, you know, as fellow G5, you know, newly transitioned from FCS schools, it, it is a journey. We have an uphill battle. Yep. Uh, we have an uphill battle for publicity. We have an uphill battle for – getting uh, our schedule. I mean, listen, we, we are in the Sun Belt. We play Sun Belt schools. We can't help it if a team like, let's say, an NC State, who's had a pretty good year, plays AC, an ACC schedule. Right. They're going to get no, the doubt. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it, it, is, it is awesome to finally uh, have our name there because we feel like uh, this is something that – they kind of say, you know, all press is good press. I don't necessarily believe that all press is good press, but this is simply awesome press. Uh, I, I don't know what Big C will say about the motivation factor, but I don't think this – I'm just being honest with you. I don't think this benefits us at all being ranked going down there because I do think there is um, – I do think there is a slight risk, and I don't think it's significant really, but there is a slight risk that um, – I'm not – let me be even more clear. I don't even think it's this Appalachia State team, but anybody that comes in ranked for the first time program history, your team's playing really well, even if, you know, offense wasn't whatever on Saturday – to kind of believe your own hype, read your own press. Now, I don't think this team, Appalachian State team, is doing that. I don't personally think that. I think Satterfield is such a robot about process and one game at a time that I think these guys are kind of bought in. But right. I do think that the, I, I think the sky is the limit, and maybe not even the sky, uh, for how this just would be. I can't imagine what some of those players on Georgia Southern are thinking now. Holy cow. They got Number one, they got ranked before we ever did. And number because I mean, George Southern had some. Yeah, the 2014 team was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so coming in, going, all right, they're coming to our place ranked. We hate these guys. We hate even more. Think of the joy you'll feel if they only spent one day, or I'm sorry, not one day, one not week. even a full week, not even not a full even week. One week. Yeah, and, and you know, we're we're already right. talking about on Twitter, and and Cody and I said right, that, sure. that that if 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 we win this game, I mean. The Statesboro PD better be on high alert because I mean it is right, be a sure. crazy three days in Statesboro. Right, right, right. Yeah, and 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 as it should be, we would feel the exact same way. Uh, so no, I don't think this is beneficial to um, App State being ranked coming down there. But that's not really the question. Is to what degree is it going to play an impact to the game? I think very little. I, I would be lying if I said it wouldn't play a little bit of a factor. But um, but it feels great, and I think that this is definitely this is bulletin board material you can't buy for Georgia Southern. That's my opinion. Yeah, big thing. You know, the way I look at it is um, our motivation won't won't come from any type of pressure of keeping a ranking. This was uh this is just kind of a a reward for what we have done. But what we have done is not define who we're going to be. This team is going to be so ticked off about how bad they played against Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That they're they're going to be ready for Georgia Southern, and they were already going to be ready for Georgia Southern. You don't, you know, when you got a team like these two, you dream about playing on national TV. You know, you you dream about playing uh, when when the whole country is watching you on Thursday nights, or, or Thursday nights, Friday nights, or Sunday afternoons, whatever it may be. Right. And, you know, our 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 complete focus. I, I have no worries about that. Because this team will will clean up. I believe that will clean up with with the mistakes they made from Saturday. I think they'll they'll have um, obviously there's been a lot of guys who are experiencing uh, Statesboro for the first time with shoulder pads on and not clipboards and jerseys and yep. khaki pants. You know, yep. uh, compared to I mean as, as young as we are, I mean two years ago, some of these guys weren't even here. 
Well, it's, it's so. also important to know not to cut you off, but I mean, probably even if they have played in Paulson Stadium um, or or even been on the sideline in any capacity, they're probably not going to see it like they're going to see it on Thursday night because uh, the last two years, um, you know, under Tyson Summers, you know, years we want to forget, uh, you know, some of the darkest years in, in Georgia Southern football history, uh, they were bad and, and the attendance was bad. And, and we're still seeing the effects from that, to be honest with you guys, uh, you know, the, the few, uh, you know, the, the home games we've had so far, um, you know, we've had attendance around 17. We're really looking to get that up. And, you know, I, I think the students, I think, uh, you know, even some of the alumni, um, you know, we're, are, are still kind of feeling that hangover, um, you know, from the two and 10 mm-hmm. seasons last year. And I, I think now you're finally, obviously Thursdays are tricky, you know, the short week for the team, but um, you know, with travel, you know, people have to work, uh, you know, a lot of alumni in Atlanta, it's hard for them to get down there. Um, so hopefully the attendance will be there, but I, I think no matter what the attendance is, I think that is going to be an insane crowd. So, uh, you know, for, for any of your players that have, uh, made that trip before, I think they're going to see it in a completely different light. Yeah. So, you know, certainly. And, 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 uh, you know, but I will say that, you know, I've kind of noticed in the past, if you wanted to go to Georgia Southern, you had to get those tickets as soon as they were offered to you. Yep. Uh, but even, but even last night I was able to go, go online, get three in the upper deck and, uh, you know, they got the seating chart there, you know, you can tell who's bought tickets. Who's yep, that, sure. and, yep. and even by run, even by running special for these last couple of days, um, for discounted tickets, um, there's a lot of, a lot of green up there. Uh, not, not a lot of seats have been bought. Yeah, and, and yeah. I get those tonight. You know, we 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 had the same issues mm. too. If we're going to be on a Thursday night, you know that um, mm. the crowds aren't there. But it's it's all about the home field that you can control, and that's the people who who live there. Yep, uh, very close, and that's the students. And yep. so, and we know that um, Georgia Southern fans are sticking their students right behind that visiting bench. Yep. And you know, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to block all that out. Here's the thing: is that Scott Satterfield's been to Paulson a lot. Yep, he's been he's been going mm. to Paulson for twenty years. Yep. He, he knows exactly what it's like down there, and he he can tell everybody this is what you this is what's going to happen, this is what somebody's going to yell at you, and this is what you do. You just act like it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, I think that experience counts for something at least. Um, sure, mm-hmm. it's going to be. Uh, a but great, but have, great have you guys really experienced? I mean, outside of Penn State, obviously. I mean, have you guys really? I mean, you guys haven't really experienced that kind of crowd this year. Well, we. I mean, yeah. even when we go to these go to these games like that. I mean. It's it's one thing to have a loud, boisterous crowd of twenty thousand, and then one of one hundred and seven. But you know, Penn State wasn't loud. We right. went to yeah. Tennessee. It wasn't loud. But we have a tendency to do these things. These power fives is that we were expecting this. Oh, you won't be ready for um, you know this, all these people that'll be at that game, and it's right. never phases ever. Not a lot one. of butts in the seats, yeah. but not yeah, not a lot right. of noise. Right. Not, uh, not a Scott I'll, Satterfield team. Yeah, I'll I'll say that I um I've been to a, a couple games at Tennessee at Neyland Stadium that were not App State games. Now they were App State bye weeks, so uh, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. But they uh but one of them was an App game, and I'll tell you, it is to echo Charles' point, uh, it is stunning how quiet a stadium can be when a, a lower an underdog is hanging with the big boys. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. Really I was I was at Florida in 2013. I, I know. I know. Oh, yeah, um, oh yeah. sure. Then yeah, yeah. Then you do know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But no, I I think I think your point about the crowd is is valid. I just think that one of the hallmarks of a Scott Satterfield team, and I really don't mean to sound homerish when I say this, sure. is its focus. And I, you know, yeah, they're going to be mean. They're going to be nasty. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, I think just to kind of echo what Charles said, I, I just think that this is a super, super focused team that is not going to allow these externalities to, the keyword, significantly alter their game. Will it be distracting? Sure. Will will it play a role? Yeah. But but the question is, how much? And I just doubt with this team that it's going to get in their heads to the point where, let's say, they get a false start penalty. I think, you know, Kid Brewer Stadium has been famous for, you know, especially in, in these intense uh, games, especially in the Georgia Southern game, to be so loud at key moments that, you know, guys can't hear each other. We have those, those stands stacked, you know, kind of high on either side. Right. Create a lot of noise. Um I, I do, you know, who, who knows, right? I mean, we, that's why we play the game, but um, will it be as rowdy as, of a crowd as we've seen this year relative to stadium size and all that stuff? I think early on, yeah, sure. But I think you got to play the game and kind of see how it goes. But um, I've been so impressed. In, in no disrespect to Coach Moore, I love Coach Moore, but um, I don't think those teams in the late 2000s and early 2010s were as nearly focused as they are now. I mean, these guys are just so process oriented when we when we talk to not to go on a tangent here but when we talk to former players Eric Boggs, Bo Nunn, Taylor Lamb, all these other guys when you hear them talk about their routine Big C correct me if I'm wrong they sound boring they sound like boring people but they're so process oriented over there that uh, it's kind of baked into how they are it's kind of robotic and it's machine like you know it's um at this point in the season, uh, you play a lot. It's it's not about getting out there and practicing and, and, and getting right. It's just about the mental part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's right. it's all walkthroughs at this point. I mean, if anybody's putting pads on this weekend for any reason, um, you know, they they should reconsider that because um, it, it's really a shell game at this point. You should be you should be just putting on basketball shorts or sweatpants in our in our uh, <laughs> situation. Right. Um, but if if we if 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 the NAP team goes out there and loses to the Paulson crowd, they're going to lose that game. Right. And, and that's yeah. that, and, and that would go both ways, you know, if it was in Boone or in State. Oh State. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, we, and we've seen yeah. it in the past. And I mean, and that's something that, you know, our head coach, coach Lunsford has, has preached that, you know, we, we go around, you know, the power of Paulson and that hashtag. And, you know, I talked about it on the, as, as cliche as it may sound, it, it is real. It's a real thing. And, and, you know, it, it, it does affect teams. So, I mean, when, when that stadium is a, uh, you know, Big C, it's a good point. Like whether it's 15, 17 or, or 25, 26 or 101, you know, um, loud is loud. So if, 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 even if we don't have that full upper deck filled and, and 10,000 students come out, um, you know, which is what we're pushing for and they're right behind that bench, that can, that can make a difference. It can't, you know, and, and if the players let it get into their heads then yeah, it's going to be a long night. Um, so we we definitely you know want that and need that and have been you know pushing pushing to get as many butts in the seats as possible. But um, yes, I guess uh, from that uh, you know finally here let's let's just kind of talk about uh, this rivalry in itself. Uh, you know I don't know too much about you guys uh, like uh, how long you guys have been App State fans. Um, I assume both of you guys are alumni probably. Yeah, 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 we're right yeah. on that. <laughs> so, so um, you know, with uh, you know, Cody and I, uh, we were both uh, back in uh, you know 2005 to 2010 era. Uh, so, not football wise, uh, not not great for Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, we kind of refer to it as, as the dark years of Georgia Southern. We had uh, you know uh, Brian Van Gorder there, uh, which uh, I know our, our fan base is going to be mad at me for even saying his name. And uh, and then Chris Hatcher, uh, you know, for three years trying to turn us into a, a spread passing team 
and bubble screen team and, and didn't go that well. Um, you know, obviously we had some success, including that, that 2007 uh, win against y'all where we, we cracked the rock up in Boone um, and upset y'all when y'all were the number team, number one team in the nation. And we, and we talked about that on, on our preview, but um, you know, just, uh, just kind of give me a, give me a, a, a bio of both of you guys of, of just kind of how long you guys have been fans and, and what, what this rivalry means to both of you as fans and, and, and some of your favorite kind of moments of the rivalry. Age go, before go ahead, AJ. Yeah, go ahead, AJ. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I can guarantee well, you my part will be better. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it'll be better, but you the, you're, you have an unfair, unfair advantage because you started school when the school opened. So I'm, I'm, I know. I'm it's, a, it's a bad deal for me. <laughs> it is a bad it's a Hey, hey, that's a, that's a bad deal. Uh, it's a bad deal, But no, uh, no, I actually uh, I graduated from App State. I went from uh, 2007 to 2011. Okay. Um, lost to Georgia State. Uh, Georgia State. Oh my gosh, Georgia State. Oh, oh, man. Don't, don't, do don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> do that on purpose. But not you too, right? No, no, I didn't do that on purpose. But it's kind of funny that I did. But no, it's I lost to Georgia Southern twice. Unfortunately, DeAndre Presley was the reason for one of those. And then, um, not really. I shouldn't hate on DeAndre like that. But uh, then, 2007 was that Black Saturday that um, uh, just. You know, just didn't fall away. Armani actually had a couple bad passes. That game came actually down to the wire yeah. in 2007. But um, a great game. You know, I hate that, that it ended that way. But, uh, no, just love App State sports in general, football, of course. Um, and as far as what the – what I, 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 I hate George Southern so yeah. much. And yep. that doesn't mean I hate you, Matt, but no, I no, hate yeah. George Southern. I get it, yeah. And um, – I, want, I do want to say this. And I'm going to yield the rest. I, no one cares about my bio, but but I'll I, but I will say this. I think it's really funny for all you the fans that listen from the App State fans' perspective. Whenever a Georgia Southern fan, and just to be fair, not just Georgia Southern, but it's, you know Georgia Southern maybe a little extra sauce on it. When fans, especially Georgia Southern, mock Boone, North Carolina, as like being this hillbilly haven and this terrible place, it is like. I, it is so unfathomable, unfathomable to us. Like you can tell when people have never been to Boone is when they talk trash about it. They're like, right. Boone's just some blah blah blah. It's like, uh, pardon me, but I don't see too many people buying second homes, vacation homes. You know, in many parts of the country, not Statesboro, but Boone is beautiful. Uh, no, I don't I, know a single. I admit that. I, I'm, I'm, I've been out there several times. Been to Blowing Rock. Right, and, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Right, area. right. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, so naturally, I'm not talking about you, but. It it is so funny to me to to see people. We had some Texas State people. I mean, I think they have two or three fans, but right. uh, Texas the Texas State people were even saying like, "Hey, at least we don't live in Boone." It's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Who doesn't want to live there? I mean, it's it's amazing. So, uh, I'll yield the rest of my time. But that that is the one funny thing about talking trash to George Southern folks. Anytime someone pops up and says, you know, "Oh, Boone" or whatever, Mike. But there there are certainly some things you can mock about every program. We're not sure. we're not immune to it. That ain't one of them, but uh, anyway, I'll yield my time to the most, the world's most famous App State fan. So I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll let Big C. I want to jump in off of that real quick, and, and so I mean, what what's like the what's the meme game for you guys? So I mean, obviously, like you know, App State Hate Week is huge with us uh, on Twitter, Facebook. You see it all over, um, and and yes, you're right. Uh, that that's kind of the the underlying theme there is, is the hillbillies and uh, the incest right. the in the goats, and I'm sure you guys have seen all of that. Um, you know, yeah. occasionally we'll see stuff uh, directed at us and 
Um, you know, obviously the the redneck vibe and, and cow pastures and things like that are mixed in there. <laughs> I haven't seen too many, uh, too much of it though, to be honest with you. And like may, maybe yeah. obviously like just being in in our bubble. Um, but is is it? Right. it do you think it's more common for for us to kind of put put that hate and and at least in that platform out there than than you guys? Are you guys doing the the same amount of trash talking and the same amount of uh, you know memes and all that kind of stuff um, that we are? Or how, how do you do that? I think we are kind of more the ones that kind of started, and yeah. and, and we, we're, yeah. we're 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 definitely more um, laid back, relaxed, and reserved than I would say that you know your average you know Georgia Southern fan is. But I, I think our averages are kind of different, you know, because sure. I think, yeah, uh, you know, you 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 certainly have. I, you know, it's funny if you talk online, you have Georgia Southern fans, you get all those things, and then if you actually talk to someone who's an alum. Uh, you know, I've never had an issue with any of that. Sure. It's always, right. you know, it's always a student. It's always a student at every school, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, right. And, and that, that, that's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, actually, a couple more of my more pleasant trips have been more recently. Uh, now, if you want to go back to the 2000s, yeah. uh, that's a different story. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, back 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 in the Southern Conference days when, you know, it, it, it would get, I mean, I remember even, even when I was there, like I said, and not, not best years, uh, you know, uh, of uh, of our history as a whole, for sure. But uh, you know, I, I remember you know I covered the team for for my college paper there, and um, you know going to Sun our Southern Conference Media Day, and uh, I remember talking. Who was it? It was Armani Edwards, uh, but it was uh, one of y'all's linebackers at the time. Um, this might have been for that 2007 season, and it was uh, <clears throat> it was up in South Carolina and in, in, in Greenville, and um, they. Uh, I remember I'm talking about, you know, they, they, they bring, uh, bring out coach Moore and they bring out the two players. <clears throat> I interviewed Armani and then, uh, whoever that linebacker was, his name's escaping me, but he talked about the, uh, the poking on Facebook, uh, you know, where, where that used to be a thing. And uh, I don't even know yeah. if they have that functionality or feature anymore, but, uh, right when obviously, you know, that was right around the time Facebook came out, um, just college students on it. And you could poke strangers, uh, you know, without friending them. And we would we would deem a player every week of our opponent, and we would poke the hell out of them. <laughs> from uh, and, and they would just get thousands of pokes. And I remember uh, interviewing this linebacker and told him that I was you know with the college paper of Georgia Southern. He goes, "Man, you guys as fans, they're just relentless." <laughs> and uh, and I'll, I'll 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 never forget that. And you know, we've we've obviously you know. Uh, you know, changed and evolved, or, or if you will, you know, through, through the years of, of our, our our troll game. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's definitely strong, I would say. And uh, so I'd, I'm always interested to kind of hear from that from that other perspective of, of yeah. how you guys view it. Yeah, you guys aren't going to lose all the Arkansas State fans. Just oh no, right. yeah. or or Lafayette. Arkansas or Lafayette. State fans. <laughs> Yeah, not even not even close. I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't know about BC. I haven't heard much from Lafayette fans because I think we have owned them. We have their birth certificate. You have. I think I think we've heard more from it. So that 2014 year, we heard a lot from it because obviously we didn't play Arkansas State or Lafayette. We heard some right. from from Arkansas State, and like you said, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, but we heard a lot from Lafayette. If they played us, right. they wouldn't be undefeated. Blah blah, blah all this. Um, and you know, we've, we've been them since we've obviously, you know, just beat, uh, Arkansas state this year. Um, but I haven't had luck against them, you know, in in the two years before that, but, um, but yeah, so, so go ahead, uh, go ahead, big C unless AJ, you had something else to add. No. Okay. All right. So uh, my bio is, uh, all right. No, serious. 
Um, I've been coming to App State football games since I was uh, a very, very young kid. Um, I don't remember when I started, but it was in the mid-'80s. Um, Before so World I've War II. Right, exactly. Um, so I've, I've seen just about every single Georgia Southern App game there is, whether in person or on TV. Um, so, and, and, you know, I think it was 1993 that y'all uh, came into the conference. Yeah. So um, that was, that was uh, you know, that's when it kind of started off. And the 90s were those first years we kind of felt each other out, like, what's the big deal here? And then, you know, we had, uh, you know, the playoff game. I was down there for that. Uh, I was down there for the 54-7 beatdown, which was awful. Um, one of those days we could just do anything right. Um, I've seen the double overtime. I've seen the uh, the gold post game, the pizza game, yep. the uh, you name it. I mean, if it's got a name, I've seen Superman in person um, mm. at the goal line. So, I mean, if it's – I will say, I, I did miss the Sean Price game. Um, yep. I wasn't high on us. We weren't good. I think y'all rank either one and two, and Sean Price did his thing. And uh, that was that was a good one. That, I hate that I missed it, but I'll tell you what, I stayed up till three in the morning and waited for the team to come back and gave them all, uh, you know, you know, a warm welcome back to Ben. So, uh, but I mean, I've seen just a little bit of it all. Um, and and you know, it's it's funny. People always tell me that like, I can't believe you're going to Statesboro. I, I always worry about you when you go down there. I'm worried I'm going to have to <laughs> bail you out or something right. like that. I'm, like, I'm not the kind of guy that like goes and just starts, you know, picking fights with people, you know. <laughs> but you know, everybody's got their their level of of getting, I guess you would say, poked too much, and they think they're enough, and then, then the mouth comes out. So, and that'll happen. But um, you know, if you've been there enough, you know, you know how to ignore it. You know, I was about to say, you you know, you know who to avoid and what to avoid, and situation, you know. Um, you know, establish the, 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 the void. <laughs> right. It was, you know, that what, uh, let's say this. Most, if a Georgia Southern fans have come up to you and start talking trash, the last thing they want to hear from you is nothing. And that's more fun saying nothing than saying something yeah. back to them because sure. they want you to engage with them. Right. And, and when you're, you just laugh at them and walk away, uh, they actually get more mad and they, you know, they just lose focus for a minute. Uh, that, that's just, that's one of the fun games I play with myself. Is like I want to I want to see who, uh, you know, is going to try to start something first, and then just give them a silent treatment and watch them walk away. Gotcha. Now, now, how, how you know you mentioned you've been a fan since the '80s. So I mean, how how do you guys uh, feel about and 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 how's your school as far as uh, being kind of all in on on App State? You know, with uh, you know we've we've had issues through the years of uh, you know alumni and students, you know, obviously cheering for that team in Athens and um, maybe, maybe even Georgia tech. Mm-hmm. And um, so what, what's, what's kind of the feel for that? Um, you know, we, you, you guys kind of touched on it earlier of, uh, you know, being a group of five school and, and, you know, still being fairly new to the FBS, uh, you know, when making that transition of uh, it's uphill climb, you know, and, and, and we really, as, as much as the uh, playoff uh, voting committee wants to say, you know, like with UCF that, it's a it's a year to year thing. We know that's a lie. <laughs> and, you, know, you have to build up, um, you know, a, a resume as, as you know with with programs like ours, you know, over the years and and, and build that kind of credibility. Um, so what what's what's kind of that like, you know, outlook with you guys as far as I mean, do you guys have a lot of students and alumni that kind of cheer for for other teams in the state? Yeah, yes, we do, and I think that I I don't I mean just to be honest, we virtually all be honest with ourselves. 
Uh, I don't think there's a directional school, you know, a mid-major school that doesn't have that problem. But sure. you know what's funny? I, I have friends that, you know, have gone to NC State, and they've seen people on their campus where Carolina and Duke stuff. So, you know, they're, they're, that's P5 school. And, and, you know, so you're going to get, a, to a certain degree, people at every school. I do believe, and in, in Big C can agree or disagree, I, I think it has gotten better, and I think, you know, just to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, we've been doing this for three and a half years, and um, I think we have a net positive influence on people that used to think it was cool to, well, I'll pull for the heels in in winter for basketball, but I'll pull for F State and everything else, and hey, that one occasion that App, you know, plays an out-of-conference game against Carolina, I'll pull for App then, but then I'm going to pay attention to Tar Heels. We kind of set the standard that... Um, if it's worth following a Carolina roster of, I'm talking about basketball now, because everyone, you're a little pull for Carolina in football. Yeah. Cause they're terrible. So yeah, that's easy not to follow them in, in football. But, uh, but when it comes to basketball, you know, if you're going to spend the time and effort to memorize who they're recruiting and who's their starting five or what, whatever the, and you don't do that for your school, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't, we don't play that game. So we're very strict on that. We don't, we don't congratulate other state schools for doing something. Who cares? Right. Um, we we are black and gold to the core. We don't wear the college's stuff, uh, and it, it, it's it, it, it's something that we even um, we uh, you know we have people that are close to us that have made comments and and going, hey, you know, that's you know not you know we're not gonna like lose friends over it, but sure. say, yeah, <laughs> we're we're just not cool with that. You know, we're if a supporter uh, of ours says something about that we'll, we'll we'll engage with them on Twitter or whatever and say, yeah, we hate the Tar Heels. We, you know, we're not state school. It's not just the Tar Heels to be fair. That, that is the, the, that is the biggest conflict that we see. Okay. But, um, I, I was going to ask that because it's interesting for you guys. Yeah. Cause you have well, unlike Georgia, um, you, you have so many, uh, you know, FBS schools to, to choose from, you know, whether, whether it's, yeah. uh, whether you're talking about basketball or, or football, um, where, you know, yeah. we, we basically have UGA and Georgia tech. I mean, that's it. I mean, you, you know, we, right. You, you accidentally mentioned Georgia State. We're not <laughs> going to mention them again. Uh, but, yeah, no, right. you know, they, they, they have four fans of their game. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that's it. That's the only comment. And really, Georgia Tech is kind of like a, a family thing. You either go there, you have family that went there, and that's why you root. Um, you know, and then, right. you know, sure. any, anyone that walked out, of a, uh, walked out of a Walmart with a T-shirt is a UGA fan. Um, yes, correct. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've got a guy who sits beside me in Kidber Stadium. Just, I'll, I could talk for hours on this. And every game, uh, you know, I'm, I've got my phone out because I've, you know, I've got to tweet observations. I feel like I do, and or or be funny and say <laughs> cute things. Uh, and and he'll always ask me, "Hey, uh, hey Charles, or hey Big C, what's the what's the state score?" And I'm like, I don't know, I ain't checked. Or what's the what's the South Carolina score? I'm like, I don't know, I'm not looking. Right. He's never asked me what the Sun Belt score has been or any yeah. Sun Belt score. I'm like. If you ask me about that, I'm gonna look that stuff up for you because it sure. means you care. It means you invest it. Right. I said to his face several right. times, like I'm not looking up the state score for you. You got your own phone. You got money to be here. You can look it up on your own smartphone. Yep. And he went left yet um, for whatever reason, but uh, <laughs> he's still sticking around. But no, it's for us. It's it's seasonal. That's that's really all it comes down to because uh, traditionally um, the T5 schools in the state of North Carolina haven't had. Uh, a strong football um, sure. tradition for yeah. years at a time or decades at a time like we have. So sure, we fight that. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you want to do that, go right ahead and, and that's fine with me. But if you've got pack, heels, Deacon Deacon, Blue Devils or whatever in your Twitter bio, 
or is your handle, you ain't going to follow from me. That's what it comes down to. Right. Yeah, we, and we see that all the time of, of, of people critiquing us or whatever with, you know, the bulldog in their profile picture. It's like, what are you doing? You know, or, or, or even congratulating us and asking about, you know, I don't, you know, getting tickets or whatever. And it's like, you know, I don't know. So kindly move aside. Yep. We got other people who actually care. Exactly. Yep. That's right. Um, all right, guys. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I had. Uh, you know, unless you had anything else to add, uh, you know, we're we're not going to get into predictions because we all know where that's going to go. Um, but uh, you know, if if uh, listeners of this podcast, if you haven't listened to um, to our preview, definitely go check that out. Um, we have predictions on there. But uh, you know, I I um, you know, I thank you guys for for being on. I really appreciate you guys being good sports with everything. What was the um, prediction? I'm so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Cody, I believe, I think his was 27, 21, uh, us. And then I went lower than that. I think it could be now that I've had like a little bit more time to marinate on it. You know, we, we record on Sunday. Um, and I, I said 24, 21 field goal wins in overtime, um, with, with Tyler back. You guys? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think, you know, I think the crowd's going to be there. I think it's going to be a highly emotional game. You got, you know, you guys talked about being focused. Um, that's obviously important. Hopefully, obviously, we're, we come out focused. We we have had several games so far this year where, uh, you know, against uh, New Mexico State, the, the defense looked a little sloppy against uh, Texas State. Obviously, the offense looked pretty sloppy. Um, but, you know, looking for that, that, you know, kind of complete game. And our defense is really, really good. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sure you guys will will you know probably think that that your defense is best in the Sun Belt. I think a lot of our fans would would argue that, um, you know, especially our secondary. So um, and and our quarter our quarterbacks I think are are by and far uh, the, the the best in the conference. But um, <laughs> so I'm glad you waited for an hour to do yeah. that. <laughs> I do appreciate that. <laughs> We've only got a preseason All American out there on the field. Yeah, the right on that. So. <laughs> So we'll, 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 we'll see Thursday, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a highly emotional game. Um, definitely should be a fun one. Uh, apparently the weather might not be great, uh, you know, which we'll see how that affects, uh, affects the attendance. Um, but, uh, you know, apparently, uh, temperatures in the, in the forties and, uh, might be raining. Um, so we'll balmy. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we will. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to, if anything, that will affect us. Um, but you know, maybe the rain, you know, plays in our favor with, with the running game, but, um, with, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a defensive game. I really do. Um, I, for, for us to win, um, it, it needs to be a defensive game. You know, I, yeah, I, 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 I said, I said in, in my prediction, if this is a shootout, um, we lose, you know, even if we hang with y'all maybe for the first half, um, I, I think it's a multiple touchdown win for you guys. Um, you know, as, as you guys probably know, I mean, that's obviously never a good situation for an option team um, or just a run-heavy team, team in general. Um, you know, we want to avoid those those third and long plays. We want to avoid obvious passing downs. Um, you know, when you get there where you're trying to eat up clock and, and you and you can't and then, you know, need need to throw the ball and then, you know, you're down 14 points, uh, that, uh, you know, works, works against us, obviously. So, I think if we if we can keep keep it you know maybe even under ten or fourteen points uh, you know for for you guys uh, in in the first half um, I think we got a solid shot um, you know to uh, 
to win that game kind of close. Like I said, maybe maybe a field goal. But if it if it becomes a you know, high score, if you guys score more than thirty, I, I, I think you win. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's 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 my take. Of all the takes, hey, listen, of all the takes I've heard, that is one of them. That is one of them, right. So, I mean, so, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and dive into it. I mean, you, you, you honestly think this is going to be multiple touchdown win for you guys? No, I, 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 I don't. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going there yet. Yeah, um, but yeah I'm if, not going there yet. Yeah. If, if we're going, if we're going to win, like if that's the result, I would think it would probably be by two or more touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. But I would agree that if it's going to be a defensive game that and it's going to be played in the 20s, that definitely would save y'all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is I um I just yeah if if uh, if our defense plays way the way I mean look so disciplined I mean so few penalties and so few mistakes are made on often the defensive side of the ball. Yep. I don't know, man. That's, it's going to be tough for me to see our defense giving up a lot of points. Um, we gave up 17 points to Louisiana, who had been scoring a lot of points recently, and our team was super pissed off about it. So I, I, I don't know. It'll and be that's an interesting thing. We're 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 still trying to figure out who that Louisiana team is. I mean, obviously we don't play them this right, year, sure. but it's 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 a really you know I I I think honestly after seeing that against y'all and and you know I don't know if that was just kind of a a down game for for y'all. Maybe y'all were looking past to us. Um, I think that's a pretty, you know, decent football team in Lafayette. Certainly the first game where you guys kind of looked, uh, you know, human or beatable. Um, but with, uh, you know, I, I think they could win the West, honestly, because, I mean, Arkansas State is yep. impressive. I know you guys probably agree with that. Um, yep. But, uh, and, and you guys beat them, you know, better better than we did, more than we did. So, um, yep. but, but yeah, so, I mean, uh I guess that's it, guys. So, so thanks, uh, thanks so much again for joining me. Um, if, if you guys want to do a plug to the, your your podcast, I know uh, you know Eagle Nation uh, certainly is going to tune in every week, uh, but maybe they want to check out you guys as uh, guys as stuff this week uh, just to to get more of that perspective. Uh, yeah. From the side. Yeah, just you know, go search iTunes or SoundCloud for Black Gold Podcast. You'll see our logo. It's unmistakable, and I mean, there's not much more to that. I mean, it's you know, Black Gold Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. You'll hear it. All right, so that's uh, AJ, and, and uh, thanks again, uh, Big C, for, for joining me, and uh, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern.